Lameness is an issue that continues to be prevalent within the dairy industry. But how can farmers detect lameness early? And how effective are the protocols and products that are currently available? I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Dr. Gerard Kramer, vet and professor at the University of Minnesota, shares how data collection plays a key role in managing lameness and the technology that he recommends. So the key to me to detecting early is to have somebody watch cows, right? So there needs to be a dedicated person to look and find lame cows um, on a regular basis. So on some of the larger farms, what we do, basically, they look at one pen a day, right? So if there's eight pens in the dairy, just somebody's dedicated to looking at that pen for one milking and then the next day to look at another pen, I think. But to really have success, somebody needs to be focused and looking at it. Typically, um, in our experience, that's it's somebody that's a trimmer because um, they get automatic feedback. Because if they pick out a lame cow and she's not lame, they can't find anything that's kind of feedback to them directly so that's currently the way we're doing it technology hopefully um, is going to make that easier but right now probably the most foolproof way is to have somebody dedicated to looking at it so when they are looking what are some key things they're looking for to be able to identify that this animal is lame or even then i guess my question is is it generally first lactation cows that are lame more than second or third or you know how early in a heifer stage can they get lame too or what are you actually should you be paying attention to super early to really mitigate this Definitely older cows are more at risk of getting lame, but that doesn't mean younger cows don't get lame, right? So heifers can get it. We're seeing in some herds where 60, 70% of heifers have something wrong with their feet. So that's definitely an issue that we need to address. So it's kind of farm specific, but overall in general, older cows have more lameness than younger cows. Um, so when people are looking specifically to detect lame cows, things I teach them to look for. Um, if they're in the parlor, kind of look for cows that are kind of dancing or picking their feet up. Um, that's kind of one way. Um, but that's going to miss cows that kind of walk differently. So then if we're watching for cows walk, the things that I look for, teach people to look for is A, if they're not putting weight on, right? So if the cow's walk, taking a step and she's not putting full weight on that one leg, that's definitely a sign that she needs to be looked at. Um, the other thing we can look at is how far... Um, ideally, when a cow walks, back foot lands where her front foot was. So we call that short striding. So we kind of look and say, okay, how close to the front foot is her back foot when it lands? So that's another way, because if she's not tender and doesn't want to put weight on it, just like you, if you have a sore leg, you kind of have a, like a, a gimp. It's kind of the same thing where the short and the stride is, okay, this is painful. I don't want to put full weight on it. So that's kind of the two major things. So not putting weight on it is one. And the other one is, okay, they're short striding, so the rest will have to do. Other things you can look at would be things like back arch or kind of how fluid they are. So if they're not very smooth walking, that typically indicates something. And if it's on their front leg, what they'll do is they'll kind of swing their head up. So because they're painful, they don't want to put weight on it. So they'll really exaggerate, at least swing their leg up. That's pretty obvious typically. Um, but that's kind of a key sign you can look at for front leg lameness. Is lameness something that is genetically passed down? So can you potentially be breeding specifically, okay, this dam had a lot of lameness issues, let's breed her to something else, or is her offspring generally gonna have those same issues? Or what does, how does that play into this? So genetics has a role to play. It's a very, it's a small role, right? So it's not, we can do things on the farm starting tomorrow that are going to reduce lameness a lot faster than genetics will, but that doesn't mean genetics can have a role to play, right? So the what that means is typically means the heritabilities are much lower. So for milk, we're typically thinking like 30, 40% heritability. So if a dam is a good milk producer, it's most likely that our daughter is also going to be. With lameness, those numbers are typically below 10% or even lower than that. Um, so it typically means two things that yes, we can improve it. It's just a much longer process, right? So um, it might take 
five to 10 years for us to see progress, whereas with milk production, you can almost see it in the next generation. So it is possible. Um, but then to do that, we probably, like we need the right information going in because lameness isn't lameness, right? We say lameness, but it means you could have digital dermatitis or warts, or you could have soul ulcers and white line, and how they transmit is probably different between them because they're really different diseases. Lameness is kind of just a general term. Um, it's kind of like saying you have a limp. Well, you could have a limp because your knee's sore or you have a sore uh, toe or anything else, right? So this, we have to get to the cause because if we just look at what's the genetics of lameness, that's probably pretty low, but we might be able to say, okay, the genetics of digital dermatitis might be much higher because now we've specifically said something. How effective are foot bath protocols and products that are currently in place? Um, so for digital dermatitis, foot baths are kind of really the only tool you have. Um, so it's a very loaded question. How effective are they? Um, it all depends on how you use it, right? So if you use it once a week and put a little bit of water in it and run a thousand cows through it, you might as well do something else with the water, right? But that also has a cost, right? So we try to stretch that frequently as much. So the more cows can go through, the less cost you're going to have. Um, so I would say we know what we need to do to make a foot bath effective. Um, and as far as products, are they effective? Um, to me, I can I feel comfortable recommending two to three products um, because there's some data behind them. And that's always the question I tell producers. Okay, well, what's ask the company that if they're selling a new product, like what's the data to support this, right? Just because your neighbor Joe using it doesn't necessarily mean it works on your firm. So ask for some data that's kind of been validated by independent people. Um, to say, does it actually work, right? So I feel comfortable recommending um, copper sulfate and formalin as two products that work. Um, we recently did a study with a product called Heomax. Um, that seems to be just as effective as the copper sulfate in certain herds. In other herds, it didn't work as well. Um, in some herds, it does work as well, right? So there's having the data behind that to say, okay, how does it work in my herd? And that's when you say, are the products effective? It depends on the farm, and we can tell that by saying, okay, what's the data you have to support it? Because if we don't have the data, you can say, well, I think it's effective. And then I've been in the herds where I walk in and so the data says it looks maybe, but the data is not being recorded. And I look in the parlor and there's like 70% of cows have it. So then is the foot bath effective? Probably not. So you mentioned data collection, and it really has the potential to be a powerful tool in addressing lameness. So how does it really play into improving the management strategies that people have on the farm when it comes to lameness? Um, so I'm a data guy, so I'm always going to tell you data is important. Um, but yeah, in my mind, it can really help make farms make, um, we call it evidence-based decisions, right? So you asked me, um, are foot baths effective, right? Well, if we have, if your trimmer is recording how many cows have digital dermatitis, we can look in the records and we can, I can tell you, say, this is how many new cases you're getting over a time period, right? So then you could say, is it effective? Right? Other than to saying, well, I think it's working, we can now say, yes, it's working. Or we can make a change. We can say, okay, we're going to try this new product or we're going to reduce the frequency because I want to save some water and pumping cost. We can go, let's say, the three days a week instead of four. Over time, we can quickly tell is that product working or not because we have the information to help you make a decision saying, okay, that worked, that didn't work, um, and we can go forward from that aspect. And you can do the same thing um, with other lesion, right? We can do something with soul ulcers and white line. We need to get that granular to say, okay, is it working or is it not working? Um, yes, you need some lots of numbers, but even in smaller herds, we can use that information and kind of look at trends and say, okay, it looks like it's doing this type thing. So for me, the data just allows you to, instead of saying, um, yeah, that we think this product works. It's saying, okay, from our, on our farm, it looks like it's working or not working, or what we're doing needs to change because it's too high or too low type thing. Um, so that's kind of, to me, the key. But the key with that is always we need good data going in, right? We have to record 
something consistently and the same person has to recall it the same thing. And we have to make sure that it's easily entered, right? If you write it on a piece of paper and somebody has to transcribe it and then there's manure covered and then they make mistakes, that's probably not as easy if it's they tap it on a keyboard and it gets automatically sent to the herd management software and now it's entered, right? That's a much more seamless process and then the quality of data is going to be better. You mentioned that herd management process. So that technology obviously really helps with those weaknesses as well to keep that streamlined on the farm, both for the animals and you as a bottom line. But what new technology is potentially out there that you're seeing to help with this as well, lameness or other issues on the farm? Um, so some of the new technologies that we're seeing, so people have, like rumination collars and activity monitors have been out for a long time, and we've tried to use them for lameness detection. And that seems to be not the greatest. Um, so some of the new technology that's out there is kind of like camera-based software. Um, so basically the camera's positioned to kind of watch the cows walk. And there's different companies that are trying to do this. Um, but basically they mount the camera above kind of a return lane and they watch the cow walk and then they give it a locomotion score. Um, what they're trying to do is basically say, okay, how many lane cows do you have? But also say, are cows becoming lame? Kind of get at the first question you asked me saying, okay, how do we find lameness? Well, that's if we, technology can do that, then I don't have to pay somebody really just to stand there and watch cows, right? It seems, I think it's a highly valuable activity, but as a farm owner, you're like, this person's just standing there, right? And they're doing a highly important task, but they are literally just standing there and writing down a few cow numbers, maybe every hundred cows that walk by, right? So that's, there's probably ways we can automate that, and if tech technology can help us do that, whether it be camera technology or combination technology, um, ultimately I think it's probably going to be a combination of like camera technology with other data sources that are there. But the camera technology, the vision technology, seems to be um, is currently the most promising. Not to say that in the future we might see other ones, but right now there's a lot of work um, being done in different places, kind of using the camera technology and um, the artificial intelligence. So basically feeding a lot of data into it, and then it does some magic. And it's a bit of a black box, which really it shouldn't be, but it is at this stage. Um, hopefully we can get kind of more insight into a black box because it's easy to create an algorithm, right? It's harder to make it a useful tool on the farm. Um, and I think those are, that's where we're at right now. We have a toy. We don't have a tool yet, right? And that's what we're trying to get to. That was Dr. Gerard Kramer, vet and professor at the University of Minnesota. To learn more, go to vetmed.umn.com. Dot edu. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.